0: welcome back to the Hippo Campus Clubhouse. Erin here, and today at the Clubhouse, we're exploring gender nonconformity, and how just because you're a boy or a girl, it doesn't mean you can only wear certain colors or gender-specific outfits. Stereotypical ideas of gender mostly mean that boys like trucks and dinosaurs, and colors like blue and green. While girls are stereotypically thought to like unicorns and mermaids and the colors pink and purple. But what if you identify as a boy who loves trucks and unicorns? Or maybe you're a girl who loves mermaids and dinosaurs. What about clothing, shoes, or even other colors? In today's story, we'll meet a young boy named Jacob who loves dinosaurs, climbing, dragons, and knights. He also loves the color purple and wearing a dress during dress-up. This doesn't quite sit well with some of his classmates, but with a little help from his parents, Jacob soon discovers that it's not what everyone else thinks about what you wear, but rather, how you feel in what you wear and being comfortable in your own skin. Now, let's get comfy cozy and ready to open our hearts and minds with Jacob's New Dress written by Ian and Sarah Hoffman. Jacob's new dress. It was a sunny day at the preschool as Jacob ran to his friend Emily, who was headed to the dress up corner. Emily slid into a shiny yellow dress while Jacob wiggled into a sparkly pink dress. They both reached for the crown, but Jacob got there first. I'll be the princess, he said. Christopher, from the corner, dressed as a dragon, holding a knight's helmet, frowned. Jacob, why do you always wear the girl's clothes? Put on knight armor, that's what a boy wears. Emily responded, Christopher, stop telling us what to do. Mrs. Wilson, the teacher, heard the hubbub, and came over to see what the commotion was about. What's going on kids? She said. Christopher complained. Jacob is wearing girls clothes. Mrs. Wilson responded. The dress up corner is where we come to use our imaginations. You can be a dinosaur, a princess, a farmer, well, anything. Christopher, what do you want to be? Christopher then scowled. A boy, he said. Mrs. Wilson smiled. Jacob, now you try. What new thing could you imagine being? A firefighter? A policeman, perhaps? Mrs. Wilson, Jacob said proudly, I'm the princess. Later that day, Jacob was back at home in the kitchen. He was unloading his backpack, while his dog sniffed his old lunch and his mom set out cookies and milk and an apple on the dining room table. How was school today, hun? Was it fun? Mom asked, studying Jacob's face. Jacob replied, Christopher says boys can't wear dresses. Looking confused, he asked, can they, mom? His mom bent down and hugged him. Of course they can why don't you get the dress you wore on Halloween and play in that? Jacob ran up to his room and pulled on his witch's dress and twirled. He loved the way the black lace swirled all around him. Mom, he said, I want to wear my dress to school. Jacob's mom then frowned. "Um, I, I don't think so, honey, she said. That's for dress up at home and it would get dirty at school. Jacob thought a minute and then replied, then can I get a regular dress? A dress that I can wear to school? His mom was quiet. Um, let me think about that, she said. Jacob wondered what to play next. A pirate? A princess? (gasps) Oh no, a bird! He grabbed three heaping towels, threw them onto the floor, and made a nest. Then Jacob wrapped another towel around him for feathers. Snug and warm, he imagined what a school dress would look like. The next morning, Jacob came down the stairs and stood at the top, wrapped in a giant bath towel. What are you wearing? asked Mom. Jacob replied, It's like a dress, but it can get dirty, he said, pointing to the towel. I made it myself. Dad saw him and frowned. You can't go to school like that, bud. His mom quickly butt in. Um, put on some shorts and a t-shirt under that dress thing and hurry, we're late for school. Jacob and his mother arrived at school a bit later and Jacob's mom decided to walk in with him to class. Emily saw the new dress that Jacob had made for himself and smiled big. Christopher, however, had his arms folded and he was scowling. What's that, demanded Christopher. Jacob moved closer to his mom, a little worried. Good morning, Christopher, said Jacob's mom. Jacob is wearing something new that he invented. Isn't it nice? Christopher didn't answer. But Emily cried, I want a dress like that. Where did you get it? Jacob replied, oh, it's not a dress, said Jacob, glancing up at his mom. It's, um, uh, a dress thing. Jacob saw Emily smile, and so he grinned back. Don't worry, I'll make you one, he said. Later that afternoon, the kids went outside to play, and on the playground, it was full of laughter and running feet as the children played tag. Christopher sneaked up, yanked off Jacob's towel dress, and ran away, whooping. Emily hissed. Christopher is so mean. Jacob watched as Christopher waved the towel like a captured flag and then started to cry. Later that day when he came home, Jacob had his homemade dress ripped and tattered in his hands. His mother asked him, how was school today, honey? Jacob looked sad. Christopher stole my dress thing and then the tears ran down Jacob's face. His mom bent down and gave him a very big hug. I'm sorry, she said. Christopher's not always a good friend. Jacob then whispered, Mom, can you help me make um, a real dress? His mom didn't answer. And the longer she didn't answer, the less Jacob could breathe. Finally, With a big sigh, she responded, Let's get the sewing machine. And Jacob then felt the air refill his body, and he grinned, and Mom smiled back. There are all sorts of ways to be a boy, right? Mom said. Together they worked and sewed a dress made of shiny satin and beautiful soft lace in both purple and white. Once it was finished, Jacob slipped it on and walked over to his dad, who was sitting in a chair, reading a book. Dad looked up from his book, and Jacob quietly said, um, Mom and I made me a dress. Dad studied the dress and Jacob, and Jacob started to get that can't breathe feeling again. I can see you worked very hard on that dress said Dad. Are you sure you want to wear it to school, though? And Jacob nodded yes. So Dad nodded back and smiled. Well, it's not what I would wear, but you look great. Jacob smiled big. The next morning, Jacob made his way up the front walk to the school, and there he found Emily inside and showed her his new dress. They found matching colors in their clothes and laughed together. They were both wearing purple and white. Um, do you want to play dress up? asked Emily. No, said Jacob. Monkey bars! And together they ran out to the playground. After recess, at circle time, Jacob proudly said, My mom and I made this dress, and we used her sewing machine. That's wonderful, said Mrs. Wilson. Was the sewing machine hard to use? Christopher then interrupted. Why does Jacob wear dresses? Mrs. Wilson paused. I think Jacob wears what he's comfortable in, just like you do. Not very long ago, little girls weren't allowed to wear pants. Can you imagine that? Christopher shook his head. I asked my dad and he said that boys don't wear dresses. Jacob rubbed the hem of his dress, looking at the little stitches that he had sewn all by himself. He could hear Mrs. Wilson and the other kids talking, but their words sounded very far away. On the playground that afternoon, Christopher yelled, let's play tag boys versus girls and Jacob you're on the girls team just then a bunch of kids laughed and jacob felt his dress surrounding him blowing in the breeze like armor soft cottony flowy magic armor christopher i made this dress i'm proud of it and i'm going to wear it and you know what else and right then jacob tagged christopher You're it! And he took off running with Emily. Jacob sprinted across the playground, his dress spreading out like wings. Happy and excited, Jacob had finally been able to wear his beautiful dress and didn't care what anyone thought because he knew he felt great. The end. Wow, what an amazing story. I especially liked how Jacob didn't let the words of others discourage him from being comfortable in his own skin. No matter what you wear, who you are is who you should be, as long as it feels comfortable to you. At the end of this book, the author has a note that I would like to share with you. When our son Sam was a preschooler, he had long hair, wore dresses, and loved the color pink. Sam also liked traditional boy things, too, like knights and castles and dinosaurs. Clinically, children like Sam are called gender non-conforming. We'd like to call him a pink boy, to us the male equivalent of a tomboy, for girls. We didn't think there was anything wrong with being a pink boy, but we knew that Sam was different, and different isn't always easy. For Sam's sake, we worked hard to educate ourselves about gender non-conforming children. Gender expression is an important part of every person's identity, and it's inborn, meaning it's not something that we choose. Gender non-conforming children are often teased and stigmatized for their differences and research shows that their stress levels are much higher than those of gender normative kids. Studies also show that support and acceptance from family, peers, and community make a huge difference in the future health and mental health of these kids. There is still a lot we don't know, like why some kids are gender non-conforming. We don't know whether or not a particular child will grow out of it and it's not possible to know whether a gender non-conforming child will grow up to be gay, straight, bi, or transgender. Actually, in our opinion, we think it's too early to know about this with any young child. Finding support for Sam and us has been essential, and Jacob's new dress was born of our commitment to help parents, families, teachers, and physicians stand behind all of the differently gendered little people in their lives. I hope you enjoyed Jacob's new dress and maybe learned something new to share with those in your world. Our free story time is welcome to all and made possible by listeners like you and we thank you for your support. If you're new to the clubhouse, click subscribe and if you like what you hear, please rate and review. Be sure to tell your friends to join us next time. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast with your favorite story, have a grown-up, visit our website at hippocampusclubhouse.com and under podcast, click on Storytime Voices. While you're there, check out our one-stop bookshop featuring safe and family-friendly titles to love for everyone in your home even the grown-ups, all while helping to support small business and independent bookstores all across the country. Grown-ups, don't forget to join the Clubhouse mailing list and learn about new story breaks ahead, parenting tips rooted in neuroscience, sensory-based activities, free storytime-related printables, and more. Until next time, be sure to tell your story with an open heart, While listening to others with an open mind, just like Jacob and his family does.